Hello and welcome to another podcast. Just finished editing it after I did a gig last night, so I didn't get as much work done on the train as I thought because there were some other people around and sitting there with a cheap laptop and these terrible headphones editing myself. I just I couldn't deal with the extra bullying that would have come my way. So instead, slight delay, but still a podcast for your enjoyment. Enjoy repetition. We started today with Depeche Mode and their dodgy song about playing master and servant. Making Billy Paul seem relatively wholesome singing about having a big old affair. I mean, the moral fibre of this show has gone right downhill. Well, I say that. It's always been downhill. The moral fibre of this show is very much downhill. No change there. Okay. Welcome along. It's Drive. We get interactive with your songs after four. We give you a chance to win in this hour. More details of that on the way on whatever day it is. It's Thursday, the uh, 5th of August, the day when we heard that Brits returning from France will avoid quarantine if they've been double jabbed. Which I'm not really sure how I feel about that, because if ever there's a nation where you wouldn't mind staying at home for 10 days, it might be the place that you've just come back from with a boot full of wine. You know what I mean? They've put Mexico on the red list. Nah. What are you going to do with that? What I don't know what you bring back from Mexico, but a long-haul flight, no. But by the time you've just driven your car back from Calais, rattling all the way with some cheap red wine, you wouldn't see me for a week either. Jess Glynn doesn't wear makeup on Thursdays. That's nothing, Jess. Some Thursdays, I don't wipe. So, on the... No, I just let the dishes drip dry. What? Are you looking at me like, looking at me like that for? What's wrong with that? Um, so, on the way for us, it's going to be... Oh, no, I get it now. No, oh, I didn't mean that. Hey, Stevie. Larry, what you got for us this time? Rolling Stone drummer Charlie Watts is going to miss the start of their new touring show. Yeah, a lot of drummers do come in late. I don't know why. I mean, all they've got to do is count. No, not miss the start of just one show. He's going to miss the start of the tour. Oh, why is that? He's been ill, but is on the mend. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, credit where it's due. It is amazing that they are still performing so well at their age, and also, I suppose, a little depressing. Depressing? Well, if they can't afford to retire, there's no hope for me. In many ways. Yeah. What? Hey. Anyway, are, are they getting a little forgetful these days? What makes you say that? Well, this must be their ninth farewell tour. You keep saying goodbye but not leaving. It just looks a little bit forgetful. I think it's even better to see them now. Well, why's that? When they sing, I can't get no satisfaction... You believe them. Yeah, listen, thank you for the update, and get well soon to Charlie Watts, who was always my favourite out of the band. Uh, we'll get another update from you. Speak soon. OK, toodles. Richard says, Afternoon, Steve. Sorry, Rich, as he signs off. Rich, hello, Rich. He says, Afternoon, Steve. Here at Hammond's Dry Suits in Dartford, we play Woolwich Ferry Bingo every day. We have ten different reasons why the ferry is not running. Tomorrow, I need The Tide Is Too High to Run, and I've won. Would you guys like to play with us next week? Yes. <laughs> Let's be honest, that game is right up my street. Um, so I'll keep an eye on the reasons why. Do you have any way of measuring, you know, do you have to... Because some days only one ferry's running, other days no ferries are running. And that's, that's the number of ferries. Do you have that integrated in, or is it just the reasons why? Industrial action, technical problems. The tide being high is a regular one. I mean, you'd imagine... That should crop up more often, doesn't it? Like twice a day. But yes, next week, if you could send me a card, email it across, and we'll start joining in as well. 
A um, couple of requests coming through. We'll get those sorted. Uh, can you play a bit of Wham for me? Uh, maybe. Bad Boys, as I'm uh, frantically... And then the, that's where the message ends. It gets cut off. And sometimes text messages don't come through. It's a really bad word to end halfway through a sentence with, isn't it? Hi, Steve. Could you play a bit of Wham for me? Maybe Bad Boys, as I'm frantically... And I know where my mind goes to to complete that sentence. And, well, I hope you know it. You won't hear the song, but... Rochelle's now emailed the full thing. This is a new quiz. Guess the end of the sentence. Hi, Steve. Can you play a bit of Wham? Maybe Bad Boys, as I'm frantically late for my night out. Brackets. Yes, I know it's only 4.30. Close brackets. Because none of my clothes fit post-COVID shape other than my socks. Not a good look. I don't know. I mean, maybe just go out in the socks. And you should definitely put the socks on, because looking at the weather, it's not the sunniest. If it was sunny, I'd say ditch the socks. But, uh, all right, well, I'm glad, we, I'm glad we solved that one. For a while there, I was wondering what you were frantically doing. But, um... And then also, it looks like next week. This week, it's all about the whale or not whale competition we've been doing three till four. Next week, the competition, still water-based, is going to be um, Woolwich Ferry Bingo. Jane gets in, in on this and says, right. She's sent through a list of reasons why the ferry is not running, dot, dot, dot. High tide. Low life. High wind. Hey. Industrial action. Staff shortages. Staff illness. Oh, interesting. Different to shortages. All staff have had a lobotomy by Sunday. There, look, there are possibilities, but thank you. They're your suggestions. If you'd like to send me your Woolwich Ferry bingo suggestions of reasons why it's not running or it's partially running next week, get the list in and then we'll start playing. I think we've got a thing here. This, could, this quiz could finally get me on Channel 5. And Jane sent through an email with uh, different reasons. There was high tide and low life. And then she sent another one saying, sorry, low tide, not low life. I don't know, I'd leave it on there. I just, there's a chance. And then she's had another. She says, oh, Steve, there was an audit too the other week. Didn't run for that reason. I remember that. Wasn't running due to an audit. An audit of two ferries? How long could that take? Uh, ferry number one, ferry number two, tick. Right, audit complete. But apparently it took time. So anyway, Jane says, uh, that was a red head. <laughs> that was a red herring. That's another reason it doesn't run. Hits one of those. It'll have to pull into the side for a while, won't it? Um, good afternoon, says Nikki. How are you? I'm doing all right, thank you. Uh, hope that you are good. Woolwich Ferry excuses. Kiana and I have come to the conclusion that all the, very, the ferry staff realise people are getting around OK despite their strikes and one running, etc. Come next week, they will do a mass walkout... And cease running it altogether is the the bet being placed by Nikki. You can't walk out of a ferry, can you? Not. It's got to be docked. Unless you are the Messiah, that is a very difficult manoeuvre. But if that happens, we'll definitely cover it right here on the station. You can text eight five treble two. Start your message to the, with the word time. Glenn does exactly that. Glenn the plasterer from Raynham. He adds the Thames um, being flooded will be a reason. Is that the reason why they won't run it? Ah. Oh. Not flooding in a river. It's the worst place to have it, isn't it? Time after time, I've tried to walk away. But it's not that easy when your soul is torn in two. Sam Brown and Stop, featuring the lyrics Time after time, I try to walk away. But it's not that easy 
when your hole is torn in two. Soul is... T- oh, it's... Oh, I... Oh, that's a different song than I thought it was now. Oh, after all these years, I thought that song was more like, Oh, stop. It's not... Hmm. Interesting. What we're we talking about? Oh, yes, and it, it was spelled... It was spelled with a W. There you go, got away with that one. Um, welcome along. It's... Your chance to get in touch as we get all interactive. You can email on air at time1075.net. What I wanted to do, we've got a lovely story about a sponge. Oh, it's nice to have a nice, a nice, I do like a nice bit of sponge. We've got that to play for us on the way. But before we get there, something happened in the news and I thought I'd try and help you out. Because they're talking about, people use this phrase, the pingdemic. Don't really know what it is. But lots of people have this app thing which tells them to stay at home. And in the news, they said... The number of people pinged by the NHS app in England and Wales has dropped by 43%. Oh. Around 396,000 alerts were sent in the seven days to July the 28th, mm. compared with about 690,000 the week before. Now, lots of people at dinner parties will have an, a, an opinion on this. People in pubs will start talking about their theory on it. People who've seen a thing on YouTube or read something on Facebook and consider that to be a good journal of record will have their idea of why that's happened. Oh, it looks like it's over. Let me put it this way. Why do you think so few people got pinged one week? It's because everyone else was pinged the week before, wasn't it? Everyone else was forced to stay... So many people were forced to stay at home. Oh, yeah, we we told loads of people that they couldn't leave the house for a week. And then for the following week, the number of pings went down. Oh, I wonder why that is. Yeah, we told so many people to stay home. The streets were barren. It looked like we were making a remake of 28 Days Later. And then the week later... There was actually not as many pings. Just nip that one in the bud before people use it as any theory. That is all that's happened with those stats. You know this show likes to keep you abreast of the most important news. And this is why I wanted to bring you the latest on sponge news. Giant sponge created in Lancashire hills to stop water flooding lowland towns. Wowzers! Because you know we have problems with floods every so often, with all the climate change and all of that lark. And not that many weeks ago, do you remember when we were all trying to drive home and that flood came and it took the number plate off the front of my car? So, floods are a problem. And you're thinking, what are the solutions? American-style storm drains would be cool, but you've got to worry, because that gets us ever closer to having a Terminator. So, I'm not sure about that. Great scene, but wouldn't want one. You know what I mean? Even if you had the ability to form any shape like Terminator 2, why would you not tuck your ears in a bit? But anyway... Conservationists have created a giant sponge in the Lancashire hills to stop water flooding into lowland towns. And uh, almost 3,500 pools have been dug into this peat in Holcombe Moor near Bury. It should hold back rain using this sponge, keep it on the plateau and stop it impacting houses. Using a... Why didn't we think of this? Well... To find out more about this amazing story, I'm very lucky to say we're joined on the line by uh, the creator behind it. Hello. Ah, hello, Steve. Tell us how you came up with this idea. I suppose genius is hard to put into words. Uh, inspiration came to me while I was taking a bath. While you were in the bath, you came up with the idea of a sponge. Yes, quite out of nowhere. I suppose I'm, I'm just inspired. Did you have any other ideas? I thought that if the sponge doesn't work, we could try a giant loofah. And what would that do? It's slightly less absorbent, but uh, could make it easier to reach those hard-to-get-to places. Right. Anything else? 
Well, I thought we needed something that could tell us the water level. Some kind of floating visual indicator. Yep, and what did you think of? A huge rubber ducky. But you don't know where these ideas came from while you were in a bath. Not at all, no, it's just sort of divine inspiration. Anything else? I did think we could possibly add some matey bubble bath into the water in the giant sponge. And would that help the flood? No, no, but it's in the north, so couldn't hurt to give them a wash. How very day on behalf of my fellow people. (gasps) In the papers today, three quarters of dog owners are worried about how their pooch will cope when they go back to work after the lockdown. Really? Bit up your own opinion of yourself, innit? Do you ever think that maybe the dog's thinking, thank heavens they're going to get out of here. I thought they'd never leave. Preferred it. I should have done it in a dog voice. Oh, thank heaven's save. Aha. Uh-huh. More of a Tommy Cooper voice, but you must imagine, I imagine most dogs speak like Tommy Cooper. Oh, I thought he'd never leave. Aha. Uh-huh. I went to the vets the other day. Aha. Uh-huh. I said, it hurts me when I wag my tail like this. He said, well, don't do it. Something like that. Anyway, um, good afternoon. We're talking about the sponge. True story. They've created a sponge in Lancashire to stop flood water. It makes so much sense. Why weren't we thinking about this? We could have done a sponge down here. We could have installed a sponge right uh, by a side of Cockermouth. Would have made so much sense to all the floods that we've got. So it looks like that's been fixed. On the email, Darren Griffith says, Hey Steve, my wife said I'm like a sponge. He says, I said, is it because I soak up information and know how to do so many things? And she said, no. Oh. It's because I'm rough, always dribble liquid, and stink if not used for a while. Nice. Oh, that's, you know, at least you're still speaking. In the papers today, the average adult watched more than five hours of television and video each day in 2020. Ofcom research found that streaming subscriptions rose by 50% to 31 million during a pandemic. The watchdog said people typically spent five hours and 40 minutes watching your telly. A rise of 47 minutes since the year before. Now look... I'm, I'm not going to say that watching TV is bad. This feels like ordinarily people go, oh, well, you're watching too much TV? You're, it's really bad. I'm certainly not going to put you off watching TV in September. You might want to start watching Dave on a Thursday evening. And until uh, then, there's also some comedy news reviews happening on GB News once a week. And if you wanted to get sit and watch ITV's The Void just for the voiceover in the sponsor credit, it's up to you, isn't it? But... As a wider point, none of that self... It's not like I'm going to plug all my work. I'm not that self-serving. No, I think I've... That's everything I've done, right? I I hate people who have this attitude that watching TV is bad. No, watching TV, me, 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 get square eyes. And somehow they presume that reading a book is better, which is also kind of a square. I hate that patronising attitude. Oh, you should read a book rather than watch TV. Tonight on BBC4... There's a documentary about Earth from space, plus the planets, the joy of painting. Uh, There's a documentary about something or other that happened during World War II and something to do with an opera that I can't pronounce. Meanwhile, Katie Price has written 51 books. Tell me again which is better, books or TV? 
And that's the podcast. Thank you for downloading it and doing whatever you've done with it. Spread the word. Send it to a friend. Send it to a frenemy. I don't really care. Send it to anyone, really. And uh, subscribe if you found a place to subscribe to. Follow me on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen until we do more editing on public transport where I'm scared of all the young people picking on me. Um, Bye.